Welcome to the Hashtag Firestarter Series on the Power of Investing in People podcast. What is a Firestarter, you might ask? Well, it all started out to bring other leaders together inside a book. And we quickly realized that this was something bigger than the moment we were living in. We are creating a movement. The Hashtag Firestarter Book Project is a collection of creative thought leaders who are collaborating, planning, directing, organizing, and creating new ideas to navigate change. We understand that a single match, if left alone, will fizzle out quickly. Therefore, when one match ignites another, we build a stronger fire. We start with a tiny spark that ignites hope, creativity, curiosity, fearlessness, connection, kindness, collaboration, mindfulness, community, acceptance, purpose, contribution, and love into the world. That single spark creates a ripple effect, then gains momentum and spreads like wildfire. We create a collective, positive, proactive shift in the world because we are the change we want to see. Together, we are Firestarters. So join the movement today at firestartersbookproject.com. And in today's episode, our special guest is none other than our very own co-founder and co-author, Christine L. Bowen, also known as CLB. She is a free-spirited, conscious creative who lives presently, loves wholeheartedly, and laughs regularly, and is extremely passionate about living life at its creative best and inspiring others to do the same. Currently, Christine runs a private practice in Washington, D.C., serving as a creative consultant to her fellow heart-centered entrepreneurs. She is also pursuing her Ph.D. in metaphysics, specializing in conscious-centered living. You can find out more about her on her website at imclb.online. We talk about the chaos of change in today's episode, how change can be scary, and how to be still and know what direction to go during life's changes. So stay tuned to hear more from her inspiring chapter. You won't want to miss it. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Joe Bogdan from the Llama Leadership Team and co-host of the Llama Lounge Podcast. And I wanted to share with you this amazing opportunity to become a published author and become a fire starter. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Well, it did to me. And joining the Firestarters Book Project was an amazingly easy and fun way to get my feet wet in the published author space. Shay and Christine made it so easy to navigate through the publishing realm and gave me the blessed opportunity to share my story with the world, and they would love to do the same for you. They are seeking aspiring authors like you to collaborate with them, and the best part is that they are going to do all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is commit to the process. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So join the team by visiting firestartersbookproject.com and tell them Joe sent you. It will change your life for the better, I promise. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast, hashtag Firestarters edition. This is uh, the last of the first series of the Firestarters Book Project series in the, Fire, in the Power of Investing in People podcast. 
And I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business by transforming trauma into treasure. So check out the hashtag Firestarters book project at the website at shaysparks.com. And you can also find out more information on how to be a co-author on the website at firestartersbookproject.com. And today I am just honored and blessed and so excited to have my, my sister friend, my, my mentor, my coach, my, my dear divine connection, as she likes to say. She is a co-author and the co-founder of the Firestarters book project. So welcome, Christine L. Bowen. Hello, Shay. I am so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me on. Thank you for this collaboration with uh, hashtag Firestarters. And it's just a pleasure. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to convo. You know, it's just been such a, a joy, such a joy to do this project with you. And I can't wait to dive in. But first, but first, I just want people to know a little snippet of who you are and then you can tell them the rest. So with over 30 years of combined experience in the areas of visual communication, professional develop, professional networking and mass media Christine L. Bowen, otherwise known as CLB, is dedicated to serving fellow heart-centered professionals who desire to achieve a higher level of excellence with their brand identity and social presence. Her unique approach inspires you to infuse greater consciousness, connection, and creativity into your total presence. And I just want to say, give you a big, humongous Wonderful shout out for designing the cover of the book, our beautiful website, uh, all the things graphic that we have been working on together, including this a podcast uh, graphics as well. So thank you so much for everything that you do. It's my honor. I, I love what I do. I'm blessed and gifted uh, with this ability. I've been practicing since I was 17 years old. And to be able to still support my fellow heart-centered entrepreneurs is just an honor. And working on this project is no different. Well, I have speaking of working on this project, so we're going to kind of take a step back here and talk about like how all this kind of came about and really dive into what inspired you to be a part of this project when I brought first brought you the idea and you were like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe, but okay, Shay, why not? Let's do this. So what inspired you? To do this project? Yes. Uh, well, at the time, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone can relate to this. We were about a month into the global pandemic. Uh, and as folks may read in my chapter, I was in a position that I had never been in before, like most of us, if not all of us. And uh, I was scared. I was alone, uncertain, and I had feelings that I had never experienced before. And so when you brought this to the table at first, I was like, what? No way. Are you kidding me? A published what? I don't even do that. You know, there was all kinds of resistance. However, true to form upon deeper reflection, 
uh, it was the divine, to be honest, mm. that inspired me to do this because it was my something different. It was a challenge. It was in many ways a saving grace, something to focus on other than the fact that I was alone and scared. I could help others uh, push through their fears and uncertainties uh, with our co-authors. So I was just inspired to help others. And as you know, that's what we have in common. We're always seeking ways to help others and inspire others. And this was no different. I love that you are so real and honest with me. And you're like, I am not a writer. And I'm like, Wait. <laughs> but yes, you are. You have experience. You write, you write, you've been in a co-author book before. So I am just, it, yeah, it's just, just thank you for being so open to the possibility of what this looks like. And every step along the way was uh, definitely has a new challenge to it. And you met everyone with such beauty and grace and a support. So I thank you so much for this project. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Uh, as you know, behind the scenes, I was shaking in my boots, honey. <laughs> and we Same, same here. Yes. Yeah. We, we, what was the saving grace amongst other things, but mainly uh, you, my darling, you were a pillar of support. You too uh, moved through the obstacles we face with this project gracefully. And uh, because we were doing it together, it just made it a much smoother ride. Yes. And you know, I have to say that that's the one thing I love about this project is the support, not only with each other, but the support of the other co-authors who were committed to their own process and committed to writing. It was like, I mean, really, you said it best when you said, we're not building this as a moment, we're building a mo movement. And so how do you see this as a movement? Let's start there. Hmm. Well, another reason I decided to partner with you on this is uh, this is how I live my life to create just a global shift or movement, mm. as you mentioned, of becoming who we are, not becoming better, not improving, just becoming who we are meant to be. And that is a process. There are so many challenges we face and true to form, we go through the fire. We go through so many fires in life. Oftentimes we feel that we, we're not equipped to push through. And so this movement to me is just showing others and inspiring others, not only through our example, but also through their own process of co-authoring the book, that they too are fire starters. They too can push through challenges. They too can squash the fire, if you will, or fuel the fire, depends on how you look at it. But that's how I see the movement as, as you always say, one match igniting mm. another and so on and so on. And it spreads like wildfire. So, well, I agree with you again, which is kind of just in our conversations of brainstorming about this, it just kind of showed up that that's really what this is, is a movement. So thank you for giving us your take on it. And, uh, you know, your chapter is chaos of change. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, and I want to read a few snippets, but, you know, the, the title is how to be a spark of hope in the midst of change. So when you were writing your chapter, what inspired you to really write about the chaos of change? Well, I am 
very familiar with change and not just regular change. We're talking earth shattering, ground shaking, tectonic shifts, if you will, change. Yeah. Um, Life altering types of change. And typically with change, as one of my mentors says, and I mentioned it in the chapter, all great changes are preceded by chaos. And last year, I believe, was a culmination of many, many changes that have that came together and culminated into this huge mm-hmm. pandemic that affected every single creature, not just human yes. being. Every right. creature on this planet exper- mm. is going through this shift. And so when I reflected on what I was going to write about, I wanted to create a time capsule, if you will, of how I was feeling during that time, or we're still experiencing it, so I should say during the beginning of that time, and perhaps in that other people will be able to relate to it. I'm so glad that you said that because uh, I'm going to read a a snippet. It says, uh, you go on to say, true to form, My absolute faith activated my higher consciousness. Clarity revealed that my high resistance was a clear indication that my mind was mirrored in fear. I know so many people can relate. And then you go on to say my creative mind was clouded, but the intensity of my lower vibrations 2020 had kicked me into default mode. I can surely say my faith and resilience were being tested through the fire of change. And, you know, exactly what you just said. We've all, we've all creatures experienced this pandemic of 2020 and every single creature experienced change and how fear really had showed up in most of all of us. And what, what is that? You know, we all experienced it differently, but fear definitely took a huge hit. And I'm, when, as I read this, I'm just reminded of how the subtitle of how to be a spark of hope in the midst of change is really kind of like the subtext of what we were going for is we get to choose how we show up. Mm-hmm. So how are, or how has this, whole project really shifted you into choosing how to show up? Wow. What comes to my heart right now is never hesitate to try new things. Mm. That's my teaching point. My main teaching moment from this entire experience is just try new things because you never know where, where it might lead you. You'll surprise yourself too at what you're capable of because in the beginning, like you said, I'm like, I'm not even a writer. I'm not a publisher. (laughs) This is not even on my vision board. I mean, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right. At the same time, the pandemic was not on my vision board either. Right. And so major change is to me is a way of life inviting you to look at things differently it's not even an invitation in this, in this uh, case, it's a kick in the butt, a major kick in the butt or a punch in the gut mm. of change. And, and this happens when we resist change, when we resist trying different things, when we resist keep looking at things curiously, when we get stuck in default mode, 
that's when change really kicks you in the butt. And so for me, this was a challenge to myself of, okay, don't be afraid to say yes to new things. And I love that we're talking about resistance. So for those listeners who aren't familiar with the term, how would you describe what resistance is? Wow. Well, for those who uh, read the chapter, you'll see that I, I, pers- I uh, give things that are typically uh, rendered inanimate. I give them personification or I personify them. So for me, resistance is a capital R. Change is a capital C. These are energetic forces that guide us in life. And so resistance is the opposition. Resistance, some people call the devil. Resistance uh, can be our ego. Resistance can be our lower self. However you want to phrase it, resistance is something that is from human thinking. Mm. It is default thinking. And typically when we're in resisting mode, uh, we think we're incapable. We think we're weak. We Mm. think we're not worthy. Whatever those knots are, that's what resistance is. And our mission in life is to learn how to adapt and counter resistance. We can never get rid of resistance because life is life. There's yin and there's yang. And so for us as human beings, we have the capability of using our creative mind to counter resistant thinking. I'll well, stick I, in there. Yeah, I love that. A beautiful answer. And this is one of the many reasons why we're friends. Your creative spirit and your willingness to to do the work, so to speak, of creating out of feeling that resistance is, is just so inspiring to watch. And Thank so you. you're welcome. And so I, and like I said, I like, I've enjoyed our conversations, but just to see you grow in your creativity over the last six, seven, eight years, however long we've been connected now. It's just been so amazing. And I'm, it's such a gift, such a gift. So thank you. Thank you for being oh. you. Oh, wow. Thank you, Shay. And I can definitely reflect that to you as well. Mm. The feeling is mutual. Thank you. You know, what resistance to me is about fear, which is so exactly what everybody had been and does continue to face mm-hmm. like, like you said about resistance, it doesn't go away. It's just, how do we, how do we overcome it? How do we adapt to it? How do we uh, acknowledge it? That's the thing. I think a lot of people, they're not even willing to acknowledge what is, what is resisting us or what we're resisting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Resist. We, as humans, we resist resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's a double negative. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it compounds the resistance when we resist. And like you said, it's rooted in fear. And uh, we start to uh, draw, it drives behaviors that inhibit our growth. It keeps us stagnant. It keeps us in the dark. Uh, and it keeps us limited. I'm going to uh, read another snippet from your book because you'll have to you'll have to get the book and read the chapter to really understand the premise behind this 
but it's just such a profound experience that you really have described and shared your journey along the way. And you say in the wake of chaos with a capital C, remember she said about the capital letters, it's a pivotal, pivotal personification of things that happen. So in the wake of chaos, I discovered the wisdom of change that experiencing that experience as harrowing as it was introduced me to the kind of strength I never realized I possessed. Certainly adrenaline plays a role. However, upon deeper reflection of why we are designed to function this way, it provides us with the understanding and fortitude to push through challenging times. It lends itself to the evidence and presence of the power source much stronger than us, one that fuels us, one that promotes creative and solutions oriented thinking, one that fuels action rather than stagnation, especially during those adverse times. Wow. That is so beautiful. And I love this portion of your chapter because it really goes into how we can use change as a tool to drive things forward, to make things happen differently in the world. Almost definitely. As you will know, and your, your, your listeners will, will soon hear in a moment, uh, I've always been fascinated with change, uh, taken with change, if you mm. will. And about a few years ago, I think it was your first appearance on, mm. on my show. I had a conversation about creating change. And so that's the lens that I look at change from or through. It's not what's happening to me. It's why is this happening? What can I learn from what's happening And what capability do I have to get through what's happening? To me, that's creating change as opposed to succumbing to change or just being a victim of it. Well, I think change, you know, uh, one of our mentors, Coop Blackson, talks about surrender. And I think change is a defining moment for us to really tap into being the vulnerability of surrender. Almost definitely. When I speak about creating change, it's, it's active faith is what I'll call it. So typically as human beings, when we think of creating something, we think we're doing it of our own design, our own thinking, our own will. And contrary to that, true change to me is in the surrender. Uh, Coot Blackson mm-hmm has been one of my mentors. I just have to give him props uh, for over a decade. And I call him my pivotal mentor, actually. He shows up in my life right around times when I'm undergoing one of those major life changes. Last year was no different. And he recently released The Magic of Surrender, as you know. And so surrender is when the change is happening. It's the ability to let go and realize that We are not in control of anything. We are Mm -hmm. never in control of anything. Mm -hmm. What we are in control of is how we respond to what's happening. And that response is when we uh, allow that power source that I mentioned in the snippet you just read. Mm -hmm. We allow that wisdom 
to channel or guide our actions and guide our thought process. And to me, that is what creative thinking is. Creative thinking is not something that we do on our own. Creative thinking is when we let go of this mindset, our human mindset, and we allow divine thinking to channel and guide our directions and our steps. That's when true change can happen. Beautiful. And I also think it's not just when it can happen, when, when change shows up, what is it? What is that quote that you use? I don't know if you still have it, but it used to be a hang on your wall about how chaos out of chaos comes change. Yeah. Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Uh, all great changes are preceded by chaos. And that's and just, so, yes. No, I was so the say. chaos is not the change. People may, humans will Mm -hmm. see chaos as the change. Chaos isn't the change. Chaos is the opportunity to create change. I love this because it would think, I think about all the things that really shifted in 2020. And there's a a documentary I watched recently on um, that very thing about the environment. And just those two months of being, you know, shut down across the world, Things happened that we hadn't seen in years from the environment standpoint, like sea turtles came back to the East coast of of Florida and, and, you know, there were deer and animals roaming the streets of New York city to just be able to, wow, you're right. The chaos isn't the change. It's the, what comes out of that chaos is the change. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I love that you mentioned uh, the environmental changes that we have witnessed since uh, the pandemic surfaced. And this has been a gradual thing. It's just that 2020, the events uh, that began in 2020 magnified it so that all would pay attention. The holy text refers to that when the divine is at work, every creature on this earth must know. Mm-hmm. that it's beyond our designs, it's beyond our control. And that's exactly what happened last or started last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, history has shown since the beginning of time that there are major, major moments, I will call them moments of chaos before the earth or nature. It's not really the earth. It's before the u- universal harmony is restored And I believe that that's what's happening now, because as humans, we have destroyed this planet. We have destroyed our atmosphere. The energetic harmony is, has been misaligned for many, 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 many years. Mm -hmm. And so now nature is course correcting Mm -hmm. and we are experiencing the effects of that. Yes, we are. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We had the reset. Right. Yes, we need yeah. a reset for sure. Yes. And we are the generation that's experiencing it. You know, it, when we were growing up, going to school and we're reading the history books, I don't know if you can relate or anyone listening, but you would read about all these different things, World War II, the Great mm. Tribulation, all these different eras that humankind has lived through. And you wonder, what was that like? Yes. And here we are, the generation that future generations will be reading about in history books and wondering how did they get through that? So we're actually living in this time and it's actually a great time to be alive because we have the mm. opportunity to be the ones to create mm. the change. We have the opportunity to drive the behavior of culture moving forward. That's a big deal. 
and mm. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. So if someone is listening and they're like, you know, Christine, I mean, it, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not really, I'm not really being able to get it because they're going through their own change. What yeah. advice would you give them? Because they probably are seeing the resistance. So what advice would you give them in the midst of their own change? Beautiful. Um, yes, because on top of the global pandemic, it's everything we're going through on an individual or familial level. So we have change upon change upon change, <laughs> or we can use synonyms, traumas upon traumas upon traumas. And it's easier said than done, the things that we're talking about. However, the answer to that is actually really simple. Life is really simple. It's humans that complicate it, right? So it's, <laughs> it's true. four words. It, we complicate things so much. Uh, yes. Four words four words of advice that anybody on this planet can apply and put into action. And it is be still and no, mm. be still and no. So if I don't expect anyone to accept what I say as truth, and I don't accept what other people say as truth, I look at human wisdom as advice, mm. guidance, lessons, True wisdom comes from that power source that we mentioned earlier. There is a force greater than us that is keeping all of this together, this being our universe. And so allowing ourselves and affording ourselves the opportunity to just get still and let go of our own thinking mm. and just give the divine just a smidgen of time. It could be five seconds, five minutes five hours, however much time you determine, you would be stunned because I've been practicing this for over 10 years. Mm. And to this day, I am still blown away by the wisdom of the universe. That's where the answers come from. So I cannot give you the answer. You have to go within. Mm. And the way to do that is through stillness. Now, stillness maybe a challenge for most people, if not all, like mm. who has time to be still? <laughs> what do what? I can't even slow down my kids. They work. And then I get it. Mm -hmm. Totally get that. So my advice to practice, be still and know or stillness is to breathe. Just practice listening to your breathing because in order to do that, you must be present. This is mm. all called practicing presence. Mm -hmm. so you must be present in order to acknowledge your breath. You must be present in order to walk in nature. You must be present to paint. And mm -hmm. so whatever it is that will allow your mind to get off of the default mode and into stillness, that's all you need to apply what I'm saying. Wow. That's so, so beautiful. And stillness is a practice. You know, I'll, I'll throw this word out there of meditation. Yeah. And I just heard someone say the other day, so feel free to jump in and correct me if I got it wrong, that the prayer is talking to God and meditation is when he answers. Yes, I have definitely heard that. And it's there's so much truth there because as humans, again, uh, if we were brought up with uh, 
imposed religious beliefs, I'll put it that way, mm-hmm. we're taught to pray, you know, at, mm-hmm. especially during adverse times. And so that's our go-to for many people, I should say, is pray on it, pray on it, pray on it. And there's nothing wrong with prayer. However, prayer is supplication. Prayer is a child going to their parents and just whining. And thankfully, we have uh, an all-knowing, all-loving universe in that will listen to those whines and supplications. (laughs) However, in order to receive the answer to those prayers, it requires that stillness or that presence. So meditation is one way to practice presence. And many people today, especially with all of these chaotic changes that we're experiencing right now, have begun to practice meditation. Mm -hmm. I, I neglected to use that word intentionally because for some reason that word Uh, scares many people because it sounds like you have to do something special. You have to be qualified. None of that is true. Anything we see (laughs) depicted as practicing presence, again, is opinion. And so it's for us to define as an individual, what is our gateway, if you will, to divine intelligence? What is that gateway? For some, it is silent meditation. For others, it is walking meditation. For others, it is physical. It could be exercise is their meditation. I mentioned painting. Mm -hmm. That's another way to meditate. So meditation comes in many forms. And yes, it's in that stillness, girlfriend. (laughs) That's what empowers and drives our creative mind. And like I mentioned in the chapter, that's where solution-oriented thinking is um, activated. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Thank you for, for sharing your wisdom on being still and knowing and what, you know, meditation, how it really helps you. So thank you for that. It's fascinating to me when people will say meditation, isn't that like new agey and woo woo and, <laughs> and all of those things. But, you know, for those who are following along in your Bible, you can find where Jesus was walk in nature by himself. So you're just saying that it's not about just, you know, sitting still and crossing your legs and saying, oh, it's it can be whatever modality works for you. Definitely. And it's an individual exploration. Mm-hmm. So my advice is to uh, listen or observe or even ask questions, find a mentor, whatever it is that that allows you to explore different avenues different channels, if you will, because it's tuning in is what we're doing to Mm. divine intelligence. It's all energetic. And so finding your channel means looking at different methodologies, looking at different examples, and then trying them on for size and ultimately determining what works best for you, your lifestyle, your thinking, your fears, because each person has a different chemical balance when it comes to emotions And so for us to say, do this or do that or else doesn't work because, you know, one rule doesn't fit all. Right. And so that's my encouragement always is find what works for you. Find what fits. Well, and I'm what comes to mind for me is curious exploration. So, you know, those who are listening, really give yourself permission to just be curious and explore the different ways Mm Uh, and it changes, I think, over time, too, as your brain starts to calm itself, 
just by practicing, it starts to change. For me, when I first started this practice, it was walking and then it was nature Mm -hmm. and walking in nature. And then things started to change, shift. And now there are times where I meditate and I am literally taking a nap. I end up taking a nap and that's just the season that I'm in right now. I love that you mentioned that because yes, it does shift because we are growing creatures. Yes. We're not stagnant. So what works today may not work tomorrow or 10 years from now. Last year when the pandemic hit, as I mentioned, I've been, I've been a practitioner of individual curious exploration Love Mm -hmm. that for 11 years. And I've been in a routine, if you will, of practices for that time. And when 2020 hit, absolutely none. When I say Mm. none, zero practices worked for me. Mm. And I felt abandoned. Mm. I literally sat in darkness for the first time in my entire life. Mm. However, upon exploration, I discovered that it was time for me to get out of routine, Mm -hmm. break the routine, and learn new behaviors, new channels, and be have fun with it too, because yes. what I've found with the universe is the universe has a lot of humor if <laughs> we allow ourselves to see it. And so I've been having fun just discovering at this age, believe it or not, just new and fresh ways to tap into universal intelligence. And that for me restored my childlike curiosity because I found that in my (laughs) spirituality, my spiritual practices had become routine and we Mm. don't want routine. We're not routine people. Mm. No sunset or sunrise is ever the same. No cloud formation is ever the same. Every moment, not just every day, every moment nature is moving, shifting, evolving, doing different things. So as humans, we should be doing the same thing. Hmm. I love that you mentioned the sunrise and the sunset because for some that might be your time of meditation is yes. to just go out and observe what nature, what God has been, the beauty that God just gave you in that moment of time of the sun setting or the sun rising. For sure. You know, that's one of my favorite things is mm-hmm. watching the sunrise and the sunset watching the clouds, the sky is my fascination. That hasn't changed um, Mm -hmm. for me as a practice. However, yes, I agree. It's just observing nature to me is, to date, is the fastest gateway, if you will, of tuning into universal intelligence. Mm, I love that. And you are just a a student of life is what I will call you. You're constantly evolving and learning and changing and shifting and recreating. I'll say that recreating. And so what is next uh, on the, on the platter, if you will, for uh, Christine elbow beautiful. Well, I anticipated that question because that's typically <laughs> a question we get asked. I'm choosing my words. I don't yet have an answer for that. And if you asked me this question two years ago, I would have spewed off at the mouth. (laughs) You know, everything that's on that vision board. The main thing, it's bringing tears to my eyes. The main thing Mm. that the divine has been teaching me these last 
two years, three years. It's one of it's linked to one of my favorite quotes. It might actually be my favorite all time quote. If you want to make God laugh, <laughs> tell him your plans. Life mm. has taught me that over and over and over again. And I'm not saying don't plan. I'm just saying be open to change. Be open mm. and be trusting. There's a level of trust that comes with surrender. And so when 2020 came about, when the year started for like pretty much all of us, we thought 2020, it's that magic number. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the perfect year. It's the turn of the decade. I have this going on and that going on. That was me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because I was at a stage of life. Like you said, I've been a student of life. I am a student of life. Thank you for <laughs> putting a tag on it. Yeah. Um, I have inten- intentionally, uh, been co-creating my reality for 11 years. Mm. This has been an 11 year journey to get to this point in reality. And at the beginning of 2020, I was ready, ready to apply and bring into physical reality, everything that wisdom has been guiding me for the last decade. And when the pandemic came and I went into deep reflection and healing that year with my mentor, Coot Blackson, the message I received was live now, mm. be mm. here now, let go of tomorrow. Because guess what? Tomorrow may never come. And guess what? Tomorrow doesn't even exist. Tomorrow does not exist. The only thing that exists is right here and right now. Do I still have a vision of what I'm here, why I'm here? Absolutely. Do I know how it's going to play out? Absolutely not. So I can answer the question by saying this. Why am I here? Mm. Not what's coming. I am here to inspire the world to live life presently and creatively. I've been inspired to share a movement called Create, Live, Be. And coincidentally not, it is my initials, CLV. That's why I use those initials. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They stand for the movement. And the movement doesn't exist anywhere. It doesn't exist in a book. It doesn't exist on social media. It exists in my heart and it Mm -hmm. exists through my example of living life creatively. And so the mission is to um, liberate and stimulate creative minds because all this conversation we've been having. And the reason I wrote the chapter, the chaos of change is because resistance will shut down your creative mind. And with that, all of our potential, all of our gifting, all of our excellence, all of our royalty is diminished because of resistance. And so if I can inspire one person to just shift their thinking from human thinking or resistant thinking to creative thinking or divine thinking, I am fulfilling my mission. Wow. You are definitely inspired me. You brought tears to my eyes as well as chills, (laughs) as well as chills, because it was so absolutely 100% perfect for the moment that we are in right now. For Pete and I, I know the listeners are taking notes uh, because this was just so 
beautiful. We are, well, thank you for dropping that knowledge nugget. That was amazing. (laughs) It was, yeah, powerful. And you're so right. We get so caught up in the vision board. We get caught up in the goal. We get caught up in the, uh, where society says we should be. And it's really fear lives in all of that. There is no Mm -hmm. place for creating. And not only fear, there's a tendency for us to want to control our outcomes. Yes, yes. And to me, that's what vision boarding is, is trying to control your outcomes. Now, do vision does vision boarding work? Yes, but it does not necessarily work for everyone, which right. goes back to what I said earlier, is finding what works for you. So yeah, we're on the same page. I just... Living in the present moment is the most liberating thing I have experienced in all my years on this planet. Yes, agreed. And I will say this about the vision board and goals is that it's okay to have them and set them. It's the freedom to let go of the attachment to -hmm. them is the key. And the how and the timelines. Yes, yes. All of that. You yeah. Know? I used to be a huge smart goal person. And then I was like, you know what? No, because this isn't, this isn't a line with who I am and who I've become. So I had to let that go and let go of the attachment. And it just makes things so much freer. Doesn't it? Yeah. And it invites surprise and wonder into our lives. Because we allow life to surprise us rather than trying to make things be a certain way, we miss out on greater opportunities, grander opportunities than what we could have ever documented on a piece of paper. Well, a lot of times, and I won't say a lot of times, oftentimes people set goals because they're like, well, I'll be happy when. Right. Rather than being happy now in the moment. And that is just a a side effect of the happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We tend, we're taught by society to live in the future. And again, that is a, that is driven by resistant thinking Mm -hmm. when we try to live in the future. And I did that for similar to you in my former business. I was all about smart goals and Mm -hmm. being driven and, in this amount of time, I'm going to hit this position and da, 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 da. And when those things one by one kept not happening for me in the time that I wanted to happen, I ended up actually almost having a nervous breakdown. Mm. Probably did. It just was never diagnosed. And it was around that time when I started to explore my personal walk, explore my spirituality. And that's what's led me to here. So, well, Honey, I am so glad you explored because that is how we really met and, you know, accumulated, a, cultivated a, a friendship and, you know, a sisterhood and then to become partners in this, this amazing book. And wow. So I, speaking of, I have to go back to it because I do have one more snippet that I want to share that is just so beautiful. You say at the end of your chapter that change reveals to us that while we are in control of our micro world, if our actions are not in alignment with the harmony of the universe, then our charted course will only lead to frustration. 
Being willing to surrender to the wisdom of universal harmony is one of the biggest lessons that change continues to teach me. And all I can say is how amen, amen. And that just wrapped everything up that we've been talking about. So, wow. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Shay. Uh, there's not much more to say on that because I think we, our whole conversation is summed up in the Ex- Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was so, so excited that it just, that's not even how it was planned, folks. It literally just fell into place like that. Yes. And there you have it. Uh-huh. Perfect example of, pre- of, of the power of presence. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're getting ready to uh, wrap up. We just have a few more questions left. So I'm just curious if you are, if our listeners are listening to this and they're like, you know, what is this fire book, fire starters book project? I don't even understand what, what this is looks like. What would you tell them about it and how to find it, how to find out more information on it? Ooh, thanks for giving me an opportunity to to be a co-founder. How would I describe this to someone else from the perspective that I took it uh, as a challenge, number one, as a way to inspire others through our story? Because I believe that that's a part of why we're here is to share our stories with others to help them get through whatever they're going through. Firestarters is with collaboration we fuel the fire that will get us through the change because fire can be looked at one of two ways as we mentioned earlier it can be a destructive thing and fire is also a constructive thing Mm -hmm. it can be used to refine us Mm -hmm. and the refinement comes through the collaboration going through change alone is a scary thing and it gives resistance an opportunity to take over So being a part of this movement empowers us. It empowers us for why we're here. It empowers us to meet new people. It empowers us to inspire other people. So why not be a part of something that can refine not just ourselves, but refine others too? Mm. And how do you become a part of it? Simple. Just go to firestartersbookproject.com. All of the details are there. A few of our uh, co-authors' experiences are included there. I just also can take this opportunity, if I may, to thank each and Mm. every person that joined us in this first publication because they, too, took a leap of faith. Mm. And I will speak to them directly. You, too, took a leap of faith. You, too, pushed past your fears and you place implicit trust in both Shay and I, and the outcome has been nothing short of outstanding. It's just such a joy to see our co-founders in action and how the book is fueling their brand identity. Cause you know, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Part mm-hmm. of what I do. So it's just amazing to see that. And I'm just honored to be a part. I also want to thank our co-founders for allowing me to be, who I am. Mm. Uh, I've been going through a very tumultuous time in my life for the past three or four years. Mm. And part of the reason I almost turned this opportunity down was because I didn't know if I had the energy 
to put into something, a new project. And I didn't, I felt awkward, to be honest, um, not being in quotes who I used to be in the public eye. However, our co-founders, our co-authors, might as well call them co-founders. Yes. Uh, they didn't care. They right. Didn't, none of them cared about any of that. And each of them embraced me for exactly mm. who I am. So thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. I, I treasure you all. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, for our listeners, if you want to know more, you'll have to go back and search for fire, hashtag Firestarters. And there are uh, several names, uh, David Bennett and Joe Bogdan, Adam Bubidi, Musa McHale, Alba Soto, Denise Duran, Christine L. Bowen. And is that it? Or is there more? <laughs> I think that's I everyone. Like there's one more. I think, I think like, that's everyone. Yeah. And myself. <laughs> of course. Of course. You of can, course. <laughs> myself. Please go back and look at the former interviews. It really goes into discussion, just like we did today with Christine about her chapter. We discuss everyone's chapter. And it's just... To me, it's been probably the most amazing and honoring for me. It's an honor to be able to just kind of be a part of this and to have the people that we mentioned trust and in us to be able to carry their story forward because I have found not only in my own work, but, you know, with the podcast and, and the books and, and being a speaker is that there is so much power for ourselves when we share our story. And then when someone says, because of what you said or because of you, blah, 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 you know, it is like the most amazing, empowering feeling that to know that you've inspired someone else. So there's such a power in story. So please check us out on firestartersbookproject.com. And I know Christine is going to give uh, how to contact her directly, that you can also buy her copy, signed copy of her book at firestartersbookproject.com forward slash Christine. So mm. Please Is tell it Christine us. or CLB? I think it's forward slash CLB. Is it CLB? Mistaken. I think so. Uh, it says Chris. Does okay. it? Okay. It says Christine. And I designed it. <laughs> I designed it, and I don't even know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> See, this is one of the fun parts of being a co-founder with her. We're like, what? What did we do? What did we say? Oh, me too. Because we neither one of us sometimes remember what the other one said. So this is awesome. Gives you a little snippet of what our behind the scenes is like. So tell us. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Tell us where people can connect with you, your um, personal website, and uh, and social media, and all the things. Oh, thank you, Shay. Before I share how folks can get in touch with me, I would like to just uh, give a personal thank you and acknowledgement and shout out to you, my darling. Thank you. Um, You came into my life seven years ago, Mm. and I knew that you were special, and I Mm. had no idea what your future looked like. However, to witness your journey, your Mm. courage, your fearlessness, Mm. 
has been continues to be an inspiration to me. You're 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 a butterfly. And to from where we started to where we are, mm. girlfriend, I am mm. in awe of what the divine is doing in your life. I'm in awe of your faith, and it's an honor to be here today. Truly on your podcast, as well as to be a collaborator with you on this amazing movement that was inspired in your heart and you chose to share with me. I thank you tremendously Mm. for it. Mm. And I thank you for your friendship, your sistership. It's just beyond folks. You have no idea. We have so many stories within our relationship. Uh, My love for you goes very deep, my darling. Mm. Wow. Thank you. I'm speechless. Thank you. I have tears in my eyes. I am so, I'm so, you know, you have said it from the very beginning, divine connections. And that's all I can say is thank, I'm so thankful that God brought us together. So thank you. Amen. So, I am too. <laughs> I'll share now how folks can get in touch with me. Thank you for giving me that opportunity to share. Uh, I am online at I am CLB dot online. You can find me on Instagram as well as LinkedIn at Christine L. Bowen. And my website is imclb.online. Awesome. And uh, we will have those in the show notes as well. And so, of course, and it's just been an honor and a pleasure to have you, to have you a part of this, to have you on the interview. We have uh, interviewed each other back and forth several times. So, and you were the second person to be on the show back three years ago. I cannot believe how much has shifted and changed in that. So (laughs) thank you so much for just being a huge part of my life and business. Absolutely. It's an honor and a pleasure to be connected with you. And before we go, I always like to leave with this question. So what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Ah, I think we touched on it. I love that question uh, is be here now. Mm. Be here now. It's uh, I've been acutely aware of practicing presence uh, for the last almost two years. It's something I've always been mindful of. However, I put it into high gear uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. And that's my mantra every day is to practice presence. Just be here fully in the present moment. I love it. Be here now. And that's what our conversation has all been about being here now. Yes. Well, thank you for being here today. (laughs) And thank you. you. (laughs) And thank you for listening to the power of investing in people podcast. If you took notes, cause I'm sure you did. I mean, Christine is powerful powerful and she drops a major knowledge nuggets during this. So please go over to Apple podcasts and give us a five star review. And if you want to know more information about the Firestarters book project and all the things that we were up to, because we are starting a new collection and we are, are looking forward to interviewing uh, prospect co-authors who are, who are willing to take the chance, take the risk and trust the process, trust themselves and most importantly, trust us with their with their story. You can go over to firestartersbookproject.com. And until next time, let's get fired up.